Welcome back to What the Fumble, mortals. Your resident god of violence, Colin, here to bring us back to our quests through the mists. Did something else happen last episode? I don't know. I just remember that I wrecked shit. Troubadour did something, maybe. I don't know. We'll talk about it later. But I just want you to know that as we reach the next point in our glorious journey, I will commit just as much violence as I did in episode 88. So you just get ready for me to definitely be just as violent and just as angry in episode 89 of What the Fumble Homecoming. again oh yes oh boy <laughs> we'll make it somewhere this time i swear you know i was uh i was adding up all the experience points that you guys have gotten recently like see how far into level six you are you know mm-hmm. turns out we're still level five <laughs> <laughs> level down everyone horrible news everybody <laughs> no even though we've only done i think two fights so far right the chaos beast yeah. I don't remember and, that. Uh, the uh, the tabaxi. tabaxi hunter with the dogs hunting don't dogs. Don't remind me. Oh, my God. Raging, yeah, you took shit dogs. kicking there, yeah. Yeah. Despite the fact there's only been those two fights, like, you guys are flying through level six. Ooh, I the, like that. It's fun because the way it worked out, like, you guys were, you were already really, really close to being level six before the Baron Midas fight. Like, you were right there. Okay, so we like left like halfway through level well, not halfway through, but like we just blasted a big chunk. Nice. Yeah, not only did that fight level you up, but yeah, it gave you a giant chunk of experience towards the next level too. So that's kind of cool. Ooh, Ooh baby, mm. I'm gonna for, get, that I'm, gives me hope considering I'm down into the teens for my health right now. I don't think we're gonna level up this rest though, dude. Yeah, let's it'll let's, be yeah. chill. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, depends on how many more times we have to go through the mist. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely not quite there yet. Don't, uh... Or if we roll the bag, man! Don't get your hopes up too, too much, but... Yeah, you guys are definitely flying through it, but at this point, I can... I can throw, like, big old monsters at you that are worth more experience, and... Then maybe we'll even survive. You typically do, right? I mean, you... Yeah. Most of you have so far. Right, Adam? Right? Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Like a four out of five. (laughs) Hey... (laughs) Honestly, though, this is like, this is kind of the, the level that I, it's my favorite level in D&D, I think, is, is this area, this like mid-level 
section. Fair. Where it's not like you're too overpowered, so the DM has to throw, like, questionably, like, overpowered shit at you that you might one-shot or you might get TPK'd by. I don't know. Yeah, no, you're right, though. It's, like, at level one... (laughs) It's it's, like a crit crit from a wolf. Exactly. Crit from a wolf, just some orc with an axe. Couple of fish few piranhas (laughs) like it's all terrifying at level one and then on the other side of it at level 20 it's like what am i even supposed to throw at these level 20 adventurers that they can't handle yeah you tpk and then they're just like okay time stop res everyone back to full health um also three delayed blast fireballs on whatever you're fighting us with and we're back but this is that sweet spot in my opinion at least this is that point where i don't know I like this level of campaigns. Banshees are still a threat, though. Always a threat. Some (laughs) things are always a threat. I'll never (sighs) let that go. (laughs) Listen, what I like about these levels, like level level 6 to like level 10, is where characters really start specializing and really start coming into their play style. And you can clearly see that when it comes to larger creatures and even social situations where... You know, even those social characters have finally come into a point now where it's not quite, you know, hey, it's reliable talent. Hey, it doesn't matter if I roll a one, I'm still getting like a 25 anyway. But it does create a different dynamic and other opportunities that wouldn't have been afforded, you know, between level one and five. Absolutely. You can definitely try some some out of the box kind of solutions. It's fun. I like this point in a D&D campaign. So let's just get to it then, right? Let's not waste any more time talking about it. Let's do it. Let's play yeah. some D&D. You guys want to play some D&D? Absolutely. I want to play some D&D. I want to get out of these goddamn mists and not go to a dwarven bender mm. this time. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We left off last time, like you just said, Colin, inside the mists once again. All you players have cast your votes already for where you want to travel to. The goal is to get to the Nevachar Springs. At least that's the goal that was set out loud. That none of us wrote down. (laughs) (laughs) But we left off with Dr. Rudolf Van Richten having like a mental breakdown in the middle of the voting process. As the crossroad in the mists appeared, Van Richten, like, grabbed the sides of his head in pain. He's, like, pulling his hair. He has this look of agony on his face. He's screaming, the nightmares, the shadowy figures following me in the darkness, my childhood home, the bestial figure of myself greeting me at the entrance. Damn it, Rudolph, focus. And I believe we left off literally with Colin or Tess about to calm Van Richten down or try something. Colin wanted to do something. I mean, social graces aren't exactly Tess's strong suit, but at the very least, maybe she can smack some sense into him. But yeah, uh... With Van Richten, like, clutching his head and screaming about his childhood home. Um, I guess we're all trying to focus on, ideally, the Neverchar Springs, and we're all sort of, like, trying to 
start taking that first step to the final destination that we're all trying to psychically create in these walls, in these channels of mist. Um, so Tess is going to go over to Van Richten and sort of cup his face in both of her hands and say, Rudolph, Rudolph, please look at me. Look at me. Do you know where we are right now? Do you know where we are? He, as you kind of cup his face, his eyes dart towards yours. You see that crazy look in them. Initially, he like screams as your hands touch his cheeks. And he looks around. The mists. The mists. We must focus. The Nevertar Springs. Yes, yes, the Nevertar Springs. You've tried to get there before. Have you been there before? Before the fractioning? Do you remember? No, but I... I have seen it on maps. I what uh, what what sort of maps? What what sort of landmarks can we expect? Please, you're the only one who knows anything about this. Let let us know what to understand, what to expect. As you're like trying to talk, sense into him like one by one to all the the paths in the mists are kind of disappearing one by one. The numbers, the Options are like growing smaller, you know. Uh, there's cliffs, the cliffs and forests, cliffs. lots of water and rivers. That sounds there. beautiful. There's a large pond outside. Of course, from the spring, the Nevachar Springs, where we're going. Yes, is that true? Can you think of anything else? Do you know anyone from there? And I am, while I am touching him and trying to get him talking about this place to maybe distract him from, to get his subconscious thinking about that remembrance, I'm going to spend a key point and pulse hands of healing just into him um, to try to align my the desires of my key with uh, with his key points. Oh, I like it. Uh, does he get healed up? I think everyone's full right now, eh? Or no, no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Not at all. We got vomited on so many times by those dogs. Hey, Lustra, do you need to get uh, some sense left in you, too? <laughs> get over here. But, uh, yeah, I will heal and restore him for seven. Seven points. Healing Van Richten, go ahead and give me a persuasion check, too. I'm so good at those. Ooh, 15. He gets a far off look in his eyes as he is remembering the landmarks that he's seen on maps. He's telling you about the rivers and how it's by the ocean side. He's telling you of this like pond that should be kind of behind the Nevochar Springs, one of the larger springs, I suppose. He just has this distant look after he says that and says, I wonder if it's not like the Lake of Apples by my childhood home. I No, 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 no. That's, I'm, I'm sure it is just as beautiful, but there is only one way to find out. If we go, to, if we go to see, we could go to see how, how it measures up. Have you heard any, any stories about the spring itself? Is it, I mean... I'm sure the elves live there for a reason. Um, 
and uh, she's going to sort of like glance at everyone um, and just like start like walking in place just like sort of with a meaningful look at everyone like if if we can start getting him talking again we should start moving towards whatever is coalescing um with a glance obviously all of those words definitely were con were conveyed <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'd like to give you a wink that means i'm going to go outside if i'm not back in five minutes i want you to climb up onto the roof <laughs> and um no but uh sort of just like break eye contact for a moment and just nod in the direction of the exit and then go back in and say um the the springs themselves are they are they tended to by the elves do you know uh in in my home we we tended to the Selvesti woods on a daily basis do you know if the the elves of the Nevachar springs do you know if they were close to the water? Tess tries to keep Van Richten focused on the Nevuchar Springs. Are the rest of you, like, do the rest of you do anything or are you just anything from anyone else? I'm picking up this D100 here. <laughs> Tess's persuasion has been cast. Troubadour is just going to be at the vanguard and as soon as the myths sort myths sort of say, "Hey, this is your way, whether you like it or not." He's just gonna blast forward and um, lead the way. Like he's, if he can sort of remember or feel anything he's done before, it's the myths' choice are already made for us, and by that I mean that dice is already gonna be the one making the choice anyway. So he's just ready to go forward and like trying to encourage everybody to move before something fun and another flying whore comes and attacks you guys. Probably some good <laughs> advice. You want to roll a history check? Oh yeah, do I? That is a one. <laughs> well, it still sounds like good advice though. <laughs> Don't panic everyone, but I think we might be, in the mists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Troubadour doesn't remember anything in particular. What are Lustra and Slash doing? Uh, Lustra committing to his word about, you know, chanting, making sure that there's absolute transparency in the voting, like an idiot, is just going to keep, you know, chanting, <laughs> never try our springs, never try our springs, and sees the commitment of Tess of, like, let's go to the thing, and while still chanting, he's going to start shooing people like, you know, let's go, let's go. Never try our springs. Never try our springs. You are so consistent. Like <laughs> everything. Darkon, Darkon. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, hey, it worked last time. It'll work this time. <laughs> That's all Looster knows, man. Salash looks very quiet by comparison, although he only looks quiet because under his breath, he is trying to talk to Galas. He... In that kind of codec calls, a la Metal Gear Solid, where only Galoss can hear him, he begins to to ask, The Nevachar Springs is where everyone wishes to go, and more importantly, is where Van Richten will be of most use. 
after the Nevachar Springs, this opens up our itinerary. We can go where we please with the information that is garnered. This includes Valachan. Let us just go to the Nevachar Springs, follow this lead to its end, and then we can be better armed to go where you wish to go. Ha ha! Because you only have one. <laughs> better armed. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, give me a persuasion check on Galas. Ooh, boy. Who's currently in... Uh, he's on your neck as a tattoo just shaped as the word Valachin. It's just... just, just <laughs> it's like a, one of those little, like, welcome signs at a border, like, welcome to Valachan, <laughs> home nice of the rattlesnakes. Uh, I'm very good. I'm silver-tongued. Uh, 19. 19. You can feel as the tattoo on your neck kind of starts to shift around a little bit. So, uh... Yeah, you're probably not ready yet anyway, are you? And you're right, maybe Moyance is in these Nevachar Springs. And just like that, there's a tattoo that says Nevachar on your neck. He says, let's do this. Let's go get some answers. Yeah! yeah. Justin looks a little sour. <laughs> no, not at all. That is a look of... Uh, that's how I look when I'm terrified to roll a D100. <laughs> oh, so that's what it looks like on my face when Bagman comes up. <laughs> oh, what? What? Speaking of, what time is it? A big part of me is just like, I don't want this to be my fault. No, it's the dice fault. You just happen it's to true. roll them. It's true. <laughs> no, it turns I don't out kill never- people. Guns kill people. What? <laughs> turns out the uh, ad- end boss of the campaign is currently in Neverchar Springs. It was a red herring. You were supposed to go to Valachan, and it's a TPK. Good luck, guys. There's a decent amount of options out there is what scares me the most. Some of them, like, to me, make more sense than others story-wise, you know? Yeah. So it's always, like, terrifying to really leave it up to the dice. For what it's worth... Justin wants to go to the Nevajar Springs. To be fair, Colin wants to go to Rivolis and meet Tomlin Wigglebrick. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care how long ago he was mentioned, I want to meet that little gnome who's just like a smaller version of Amelia. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. Halfling, sorry. I'm doing this. Let me... I've bought myself enough time to adjust... A little bit of math, since Galas has flipped over to Neverchar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or at least you think he has. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. All right, I can't put this off any longer. I'm rolling this fucking D100. That's a mighty fine poker face. <laughs> <laughs> Hi again, dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, cube. You end up... In the hull of a ship called the Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn it. You're on the second floor of a building that overlooks a volleyball tournament. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> 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 I call skins. Let's win this tournament. <laughs> uh, I guess it is perfect, though. 
It is perfect. I've also bought myself enough time at this point to close the 15 tabs I don't need. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fuck, click, fuck, click. How many options were just, like, possible that we weren't mentioning? There are 15 freaking tabs. Uh, It's just a bunch of... There weren't 15 options. I mean, I guess there could be, you know, there as many as we want there to be, but I'm not... I don't hate myself so much that... uh, (laughs) You know, I'll just prepare 15 settings for you that you might go to ever. Let's be real. There's one tab that says goblins question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Oh, boy. Where are we landing? Where are we landing? Where are we dropping, boys? <laughs> the myths finally settle on one path and part before you after... You travel down that path for a few moments. The votes have been cast, and fate has been decided. The mists part, and you find yourself standing beneath a beautiful sky. It's warm. The sun seems as if it's just begun to rise. Lustra, I think, at the very least, being a ranger who's so in, in touch with with these types of things is able to determine that it's probably about five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, judged uh, judging by the look of the sky. There's still some dew left on the grass that's beneath your feet. It's nice and warm already. It's a beautiful, beautiful day. In front of you is this long, high wall that extends out to the east and the west. There's this central gate that is essentially right front and center, right in front of you. The stones of the gate are covered in moss and all these creepers. In some places on the wall, especially over to the east, the the foliage, the growth is so thick that the wall looks more like a steep hill than it does a human structure. The gate itself is this broad oak door, wide enough uh, that when fully opened, a carriage could easily pass through. The gate is shut tight, however. You can see black hinges and braces that are edged in old rust. And above this portal, this gate, you can see the second floor of a gatehouse that appears small, homey, not really a structure of defense as much as one built as a greeting station, it looks like. The place appears abandoned. You see broken panes of glass that stare out from the walls. Dark green vines that creep over the stones and into the windows. What do you do? Where's the spring? <laughs> Salash looks left, he looks right, and he looks up. And he'll openly ask so everybody can hear as well. 
Does this look familiar to anyone? Galoss? Van Richten? Troubadour, perhaps? I don't think so. Galoss remains quiet, but you look over to Van Richten and notice that he's already started walking towards the gate. He's already like kind of like silently, almost unconsciously walked towards the gate, like, you know, an additional 30, 40 feet. Tess is going to dash up beside him and, uh, and take his hand and say, Sir, have we made it where we intended to go or where your dreams wanted you to go? You touch his hand and he just lets out this, ah! Sorry, sorry. He, Did not mean to startle you. His eyes are stuck looking forward. You follow the gaze of his eyes to the plaque next to the closed carriage gate. He says, I don't understand how this is possible. And the plaque reads... Richton House. Oh, motherfucker. How don't you understand if it's possible? If uh, this, this, this would be your home? Or does your home not exist anymore? Did it burn down? Because it didn't, from the looks of this. I mean, it's there. Troubadour throws a rock at the wall. <laughs> Is it a mimic? <laughs> he... Like, gestures towards the east, gestures towards the west, where, I mean, there's this big, tall stone wall, and at both ends to the east and west, it just kind of disappears into mist, and, like, behind you, the mists are kind of arced, and he looks back at Troubadour and says... Yes, this is my childhood home. It has been fractioned just like the dwarves. Your home didn't have anything amber, did it? You mean an amber sarcophagus? Or something of the like. Not that I know, no. When was the last time you were at your home? It has been decades, honestly. I have... Barely spent any time here since the day that I left. That day after, I discovered that the Baron Metis had slain my wife and my son after I had my vengeance. That is when I left this place, when I went off on my crusade to ensure that evil would not harm any more innocents. It has been many years since I have walked through these gates, indeed. Well, maybe there's some squatters. Maybe they brought their own dwarven cube. Or something else. Or perhaps we do not come here at all. It is clear that Van Richten is troubled with these thoughts by no less than Dr. Heinfroth. He wanted him to be plagued with the memories of this place for a reason. In my mind, there are two options. We go in, we sate the curiosity, the insanity within Van Richten by exploring the premises, or we take it as a warning and we simply turn back. The dreams began before he was brought to Heinroth, though. 
but um, every time we have, it seems Venrikton has tried to get to the Nevachar Springs, he has been sent somewhere else that seems to, if only by happenstance, have been of vital importance. The sarcophagi and, I mean, the the watcher, the the man in the in the, the orb, thinker. the thinker. We have already seen that it is possible to exert some moderate amount of control over the mists, even if it is out of our jurisdiction. Maybe this is where Van Richten needs to be for the next step in our journey. I mean, he tried to get to Neverchar Springs. He was sent to the Material Plane. All of us were brought together to find him. We went to the dwarves. We learned more about the sarcophagi and their control over the mists. And now we are here. I'm convinced you're right, Tess, in that there's a purpose to this. If not, then what we can gain from this is, and he looks solemnly over at Van Richten, these nightmares have haunted you for so long, and you have a chance to take them head on now. It's going to be, to be frank, a difficult time, but imagine what you would get if you can overcome it by seeing it in your waking life. As you're right, Lustra. It's time I face my nightmare, apparently, whether I like it or not. Do any of you have proficiency in perception? Yes. Yep. Those of you that do rule. Oh, so not the bard. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that's the one you don't. 13. 15. 14. Nine. (laughs) (laughs) Jackass of all trades. Lucerus, you folks are all standing there, maybe about 50 feet outside of the the gates, the second story of that little gatehouse visible. It's your copper dragonborn ears that pick up on... The slightest sound of snoring coming from that gatehouse. Adam's new, new character. <laughs> uh, so upon picking that up, Luther's kind of stick his hands out and kind of gesture to the rest of the crew. And he'll gesture his hands down and then put a finger to his lips and kind of whisper, I hear snoring in the house. Someone's here. Stay quiet. How far away is this gatehouse? Uh, The gate is about 50 feet away from you guys, and the gatehouse is, like, attached to it just on the the right-hand side from your perspective. All right. How tall? Two stories. Two stories. Like, are we talking, like, a Salash story or, like, a quick little limerick story? (laughs) Boo. (laughs) I'm hilarious. Uh, as a precaution, I'm going to uh, grab my focus and some channel say some words. Some golden leaves fall from a tree like my rosary and cast past without a trace. Ooh. Does that mean we won't be heard now? <laughs> Looster just glares <laughs> like, what I fuck? take this as a challenge. So pass without a trace. Tell us what that does again. Uh, 
You for the duration each creature you choose within thirty feet of you, including you, has a plus ten to stealth checks and can't be tracked except by magical means. A creature that receives this bonus leaves behind no tracks or other traces of its passage. So basically, we're super sneaky now. Okay. Dope. While Looster's doing that, uh, Tess is going to pull out the longbow that I'm going to say that I looted from the tabaxi that Troubadour ripped the fucking head off of. Num, 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 num. Um, <laughs> so I don't have a goblin shortbow anymore. I have a gross tabaxi longbow. Ooh, look at me go. Uh, and just knock an arrow just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, and out of the corner of her mouth, just to resolve Van Richten's uh, statement before, she'll like look around and like as like as Looster's casting like case in point, you might be facing it, but you are not facing it alone. So uh, Looster will go and take point. I feel, and we will slowly and stealthily approach. The gate. Okay. Troubadour is not going to join you. He's going to stay effectively where he is and try and not move <laughs> because he's wearing pots and pans. And a potato sack. <laughs> and a potato sack. <laughs> oh, because like the plate armor oh, yeah, stealth like, reduction thing. Oh, I have, yeah. Disadvantage and minus one. And plus nine. Yeah, yeah, so it's plus nine, but disadvantage, so. You could just magically take it off, but then it's a pain in the arse to put it back on. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm good, I'm good right here, I think. Okay. At the so moment. Say 50 feet away from 50 the gate. 50 feet away, and then, yeah. The rest of the party moves towards the so, gate. Sort of line up with it, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to come up just yet yep. slash isn't going to move all the way close to the gate he's going to move so that he's within 30 feet of it but this way he's working as kind of a midpoint between troubadour and the party at large as well as the gate okay so slash goes to 30 feet away from the gate mm-hmm. then tess and myself are going to be up against the gate van richten is going to follow tess and lustra one of you give me uh, an investigation on the gate. Damn it, Salash! <laughs> That's an eight. Yeah. So I'll look over the gate and... Yep, that's moss. Yep, that's more greenery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice grain on that oak. <laughs> do you try to open the gate, or what are you guys doing? I, I'm going to, like, try to quietly say... Do we try to get through the gate? Do we try to get into the gatehouse? I think so. I I think we're still good. No one knows we're here yet. I think you're a bit more adept at picking locks than I am, so... Oh, right. And she, like, pulls the little fingerless gloves of thieving that she has. <laughs> just in case if someone bum-rushes you, I'm going to just take ten feet back and prepare my longbow. All right. Uh, I'm going to take a dart because I absolutely dumpstered our one set of lock picks before. <laughs> <laughs> I have a good history of uh, of opening locks. Don't worry about it. Slash I mean, sees Tess pull out a dart and just think to himself, oh no, Lustra, what did you say? <laughs> <sighs> Shoot. I mean, honestly, like above the table, what I really want to do is just cover Troubadour in pillows, get him to, like, stroll up into the gatehouse and, like, take a little look. 
Nah, but, this is better. Okay, cool. <laughs> actually, um, uh, question: the gatehouse. It's like what got like a window overlooking the area that we're in, or is it like a? It's like a, it's like a greeting house. There is uh, a window on the second floor. Yeah, there you can see it's actually the glass is broken uh, and shattered, and there's some creepers and vines kind of like growing up into the the bottom part of the window. Uh, but yeah, you assume it would have, you know, this is used to be able so whoever's inside can see over the wall and see when people are coming. Um, so let's see here. In which case, hmm, uh, Salash is going to go ahead and cast message to Tess so that, you know, obviously you can hear him. Um, and holding up the dart, he first asks, are you trying to give Lustra a lesson in social decorum right now, or are you doing something different? I mean, I was going to see about picking a lock, but... Uh... Okay, let's stick with that. What I will do while you pick the lock is if I notice somebody in the window, I can cast an illusion to have like a bird flutter by or something to draw his attention. So at least this way he doesn't look directly at you. And then we can get Troubadour to run at Mach 10. Wait, is Troubadour the one mocking me, or are you the one mocking me ten times? (laughs) I'll leave that up to you. (laughs) Try your best. I will cover the window as best I can. So Salash is watching the window and kind of on the ready in case he has to cast an illusion. Yes, to see if he can't at least, you know, guide the, the, like, oh, just an animal from Skyrim. You know what I mean? (laughs) Must have been the wind. Um... Quick question, just before I go about trying to open the door. You said that it was overgrown and, like, there were creepers and vines going up even to the broken window itself. Um, Would I be able to see if there was a decent amount of foliage that I could maybe use as handholds to climb up to the window itself? Maybe we get the drop on whoever is manning the gatehouse? Yeah, you could... Try that route if you prefer. Um, How big is the uh, radius of paths without a trace? 30 feet. Give it a go. You'd kind of be kind of on the... The Teetering on the edge of that spell's capability. Fair. Yeah, I mean, there's probably stairs on the other side of these doors, so it's probably better to just try to get through them. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go with the... Let's go with plan 1A. Um, I'm going to pull the doors. Which way? Is it an outswing or a, an inswing gate? You want to pick the lock first? or Sure, yeah. I mean, it might just be unlocked. You never know. I'm being optimistic. Maybe I won't have to pick a lock with a tool that I don't have. You are going to have to figure something out. Yeah, because you try to uh, push the door open and... It doesn't budge. It's definitely locked, like from the other side. Probably okay. barred. Ah. It's like a giant, you know, like, like one of the carriage size yeah. double door. There's those big old cross beams, probably. Fair. Uh, Seeing Tess struggle with the door for a moment and probably realizing all of the foliage across it as well, Slash will cast another message. What if I were to cast Silence? And allow you to climb. 
I mean, I can move quite stealthily with Lucer's spell as well, but if you want another layer of protection, I could do that. Slash will nod. I will focus it around the window, just in case. Um, so basically what Slash wants to do is he wants to cast Silence, which okay. is, which is uh, 120-foot range, uh, duration up to 10 minutes, and I mm, I can cast it as a ritual, I just found out. But do we want to wait that long? Probably not. Um, I will add, uh, since you bring that up, that already, for those of you taking great little notes, like da- I see David's pencil in hand <laughs> over there. Uh, all this preparation, it is about 5.50 a.m. right now, David. Okay. Oh, no. Slash is going to go ahead. He's going to cast Silence, and he's going to focus it specifically on the window. It has a range of 120 feet, uh, and it's a 20-foot radius sphere. 20-foot radius sphere? Yes. Okay, cool. So he's going to go ahead and cast that, and as soon as he's done that, he's going to message test and say, okay... The window and 20-foot sphere radius from the window is now silenced. Do what you need to do. All right. Uh, in that case, I'm going to step back, gauge the, um, see, like, find, like try to, like, map out a route with the best handholds and footholds that I can find and um, start trying to clamber my way up to that gatehouse i like it give me acrobatics and give me let's start with acrobatics all right to see how high the dc on the stealth check is going to be maybe <laughs> dependent on your acrobatics thought you're gonna say a charisma check to see how cool i look <laughs> all right 20 20 on the acrobatics 20 give acrobatics that, give me that stealth all right. With all the stuff going on. With all the stuff. That is a 33. <laughs> <laughs> 16 plus 17, baby. Thank Jeez, you, we, Lustra. Jeez, we can be really stealthy if we want to be. Yeah, super easy. All the time. And if it's about not being seen, I have advantage on that check. You make the climb successfully tests and very very quietly <laughs> like there's no sound at all <gasps> you've passed without a trace you look through the broken window on the other side is a large bed it's over six feet long Ooh. there's a wooden chair padded with tooled leather there's a chest of drawers, this tall but narrow wardrobe, and a tiny nightstand with a small, empty lamp sitting on top. Those are the only contents of this little bedchamber you see, except for the person lying in the bed, snoring away. You can tell it's a large man. He's covered up uh, by blankets, maybe facing the other way so you don't really get many of this gentleman's features, Tess. Does he have large, meaty hands and answer to the name Rafa? (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Silence is going on, so 
he can't hear your cries of Rafa, but there is 100% a dude sleeping. You can't hear the snoring anymore because of silence, but mm-hmm. you can tell by the movement of his chest that he is the source of the snoring. All right. Well, as much as I would love to solo this guy and do a uh, pantomime interrogation of him with a bone saw around his neck, I think it's more prudent to find an exit to this place, see if there's a stairwell down to inside so I can get the um, big like crossbeam off the doors so I can let everyone else in. Fair. Yeah, I should have mentioned there's definitely a door to this bedroom. It's closed. But the fact that there is a door, you know, implies that uh, there must be something else going on on the second floor. And just, you know, based on the size of the bedroom and the fact that you can see the whole section of the, oh, of the second floor, you're like, yeah, there's there's more rooms on the second floor. Okay. And it's 20-foot radius, so that's a of silence. So that's pretty big. Um, Yeah, I'm going to carefully, so as to try to, like, step lightly so I'm not providing any, like, um, vibrations. vibrations through the through the floors and things. Uh, I'm going to try to make my way to the door. Um, if I can get a glance at this person's face, see any disi- discerning features, I'll try that, but my focus is on the door. All right, so you're headed to the door, mm-hmm. through the window. Through the, the wall. wall. To the wall. <laughs> All right, give me a... Uh, Give me another stealth check as you pass through the bedroom with the sleeping dude in it. Okay. Uh, and this will be less without passive out of trace because he's outside of the 30-foot range now, yeah? Uh, Looster, does it, like, follow you or did you cast it at a point? Well, it, yeah, it follows. It follows I'm, you? I'm the center point. You're yeah. the center point always? Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, then as long as you, like, come to the bottom of the wall, like, then we're we're good in this room. You mm-hmm. still have cast the... Tr- pass without a trace going and you still have silence going uh for this room test all right well let's roll high up 34 (laughs) (laughs) not a single floorboard creaks you make it to the door i'm gonna try to open it see if it's locked see if it'll open it is not locked and opens with no issues Awesome. Gonna open it quickly, give a, a once over, just like poke my head out, look every direction I can, see what I'm dealing with. The rest of the top floor of this gatehouse is all like one room. There's only one room left in here. You see, sure enough, a staircase that leads down to the ground floor of this gatehouse. Uh, the room that this door opens up to you assume must be like a gatekeeper's watch like this is the room that's more dedicated to uh seeing carriages arriving to the grounds it looks like a pretty comfortable wooden rocking chair that's padded with leather kind of making up the centerpiece of this room it's you know positioned at an angle to where it can, you can look out of the window while you're sitting in this rocking chair. You see a bunch of uh, little wood shavings 
at the bottom of the rocking chair. Aww. A little broom and dustpan leaning over in one corner, the dustpan full of more little remnants of some wood whittling. Yay. There's also this array of very peculiar rusted knives that are hanging from pegs on the wall just inside the door. All for whittling, I'm assuming, right? They do mostly look like they would be excellent whittling knives. Oh, thank God. A few look like they might be some hunting knives, that type of thing. But they do all look very, you know, more tool-like than weapon-like. Okay. So utility. I like that. Very utility. This seems safe. Seems good. Um... All right. No, uh, no last minute. And there's also a person sitting in the chair, whittling and staring right at you. Or anything like that, right? There is one last little thing. God damn it. But it's nothing, nothing like that. The last thing to mention is, uh, like maybe as you walk up to the window to figure out exactly what the, the view is like out of this window, you notice that there's a little robin's nest sitting in the corner of the window, like a little bird's nest that's kind of, you know, just sitting right there on the edge. The window's broken, right? So a few of the twigs that make up the nest are kind of poking into the gatehouse itself. Yeah, yeah. See, I know that's innocent and nothing, but... There was a raven watching outside the Black Tower. There's a robin's nest outside a freaking Van Richten's place. I'm sure there were, like, crows or some bullshit outside the mines. What you doing with birds, Justin? (laughs) Anyway, that is an answer for another day. Or maybe there's a ring of three wishes in the bird's nest. I'll destroy it. Um, No, focus. Focus. Um, I'm going to glance back one last time in by the sleeping guy. If there's a bedside table, he might have keys or something. He, there is a, in the bedroom, Mm -hmm. in the bedroom, there is a a chest of drawers, a wardrobe and a nightstand right by the bed. Yeah. While all these spells are up, I'm going to quickly check the nightstand just to, God damn it. Mm. But like, if, if I go down and I need keys, then it, this would be where they would be. Right. Man, it's free. You have so many buffs right now. Just do it, dude. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to check the nightstand, see if there's keys. If not, heading down the stairs. Okay. Stealth check on the nightstand. Less good. Uh, 21. Four on the dice for a 21. You quietly open up the nightstand, and inside is nothing. Nothing at all. You can see, like, the body of this this man who's just a few feet away from you, like, buried underneath the blankets, you know, chest still rising and falling. But the nightstand is empty, and now that you're standing so close, you realize the lamp on top of the nightstand is empty of oil. Like, there's not even a drop left dripping on the glass. It's like the oil in that lamp's been evaporated for a long time. Okay. Justin, this was so nice. Why are you giving me the creepy vibes now? How long does silence last? Uh, Silence is concentration up to 10 minutes. Pass without a trace. Concentration up to an hour. 
I'm, I'm getting out of there. I'm going down the stairs. I'm going to try to get everyone else in here. Down the stairs? Down the stairs. I'm going to look down the stairs first, but yeah, no, I'll just, I'm going to go you know, quietly like a shadow, pull up the cloak of elven kind. Very good. Very good. As you do so, you realize that the silence spell has kind of come to an end at this point. For those of you keeping track, it's about 6 a.m. right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so Tess, you kind of realize as you're walking away from the nightstand that the silence has dropped because you just barely hear a little bit of a creak or you hear the snoring kind of start up again. Uh, but give me another stealth to get out of here. Man. I'm getting as many as I can out of you. <laughs> Value of this spell. Should have just attacked the guy. Just flurry of blows. Knock him out, deal with him later. Okay, that's better. Um, 31. You pass through and head towards the stairs. Okay, we're good. We're fine. Far enough away that you are now outside of the reach of Pass Without a Trace as well. The silence is gone. Tess, you move down those stairs into what appears to be a kitchen. There's a door that leads out of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. That is currently closed. Inside the kitchen looks, you know, fairly plain, fairly simple. There's a small uh, black iron stove. There's a little table, uh, two narrow cabinets. There's a wash basin that's uh, set over to the side in a, in a wooden cabinet. There's, you know, kitchen cabinets lining the walls. All right. What um, do you do? I, it's going against every, like, curious bone in my body to, like, skip through all of this, but it's better if everyone's together. I need to keep this show solo mission as short as I can. I'm going to try to find an exit that would be in the direction of the gate itself. So Yeah, there's just the one door yeah. that leads out of here. Uh, going to head over there then. Cool. Give me a stealth check. Door is unlocked, but let's see how much noise you make. You no longer have any bonuses. No bonuses except for plus seven, 22. Very nice. You make it out of the kitchen quietly and make your way into what appears to be some kind of like a receiving room. There's this simple but sturdy maple table surrounded by six chairs uh, that are standing in the middle of this little room there's five porcelain cups that are hanging on pegs above a little painted cabinet there's another wash basin and a pitcher standing on top of a tall stool a pair of simple portraits are hanging on one of the walls in this room one is of a handsome young man the other of a beautiful woman the other walls are just covered in wooden carvings, some wood whittling work, tiny stags and horses, dogs, other little figurines carved of wood. How prolific we talk in here. Like cursed to whittle for forever or just a normal amount? <laughs> it's a fair, yeah, it's just, you know, the work isn't that great. It just looks like uh, someone had a lot of time on their hands and took up a hobby took up a hobby i guess yeah okay okay this all could be normal and fine you guys 
Uh, so we're going to saunter my way past all that, going to give some finger guns to the handsome man and lady in the portraits. Uh, feeling good, feeling fine. We're going to head out towards the gate, ideally. Cool. Yeah, this room has three doors in it. One of them is the door that you just came out of, the door that goes to the kitchen. One of them is closed. You're not sure what's on the other side. And the third looks to be the exit door. Okay. I'm going to beeline to the exit. Stealth check. Stealth check. Okay. Oh. Oof. Um, 23. 23 is plenty to make it out of this gatehouse perfectly silently. You can see that sure enough, the big double doors are locked from this side. It's fairly simple for Tess to unlock the door from this side. I'm assuming you do so. Ah, uh, you talked me into it. Cool. Yeah. And uh, solo mission success. Woo! Hell yeah. Success. All right. Get all that solo XP for me. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm going to crack open the doors and like just a little bit frazzled thumbs up. I'm not used to things going well. <laughs> the doors crack open and beyond all of you can see what is on the other side of the gatehouse. It is a dirt road, a path that goes off into the woods that surround it. The grounds on the other side are, are huge. And from this perspective, yeah, all you see is dirt road and woods on the other side. But there's Tess. There's everyone reunited again. Now what? Dude's still sleeping. Pass without a trace. Still going. The time, 6.05 a.m. I'm not liking this time management, man. Um... Seeing Tess open the door and seeing the thumbs up in the long dirt road, uh, Slash is going to message uh, Lustra and explain, hey, let's go get the statuesque living statue looking character, because I'm sure Troubadour had to entertain himself, so he's sort of like, I would imagine him sort of like trying different poses while he's trying to be quiet. <laughs> Just being a busker. Yeah, basically. Um, basically to get Lustra to use his pass without a trace, come closer, so that way we can carry... Uh, to the best of our abilities, Troubadour forward without sounding like a kitchen falling down the stairs. Yeah, and uh, Lustra will first make contact with Tess and just kind of be like, stay here. I'm going to get the rest. Uh, she gives you a small high five because she's standing right beside you and a thumbs up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I will go and make sure that they're within 30 feet of me so that we can all travel together through the gate. Okay. So you round everybody up. Mm-hmm. Head towards the gate. Everybody give me that stealth check. Oh, boy. You got this. Come on. Lustra got a 27. Slash got a 23. Troubadour got a 12. Hey. Holy shit. That's with plus 10. That's with plus 10. Holy fuck. Better than two. Oh, am I? Sorry, I wasn't moving. I, I'm still stealthing, though? Yes, because yep. we're trying to move on at this point. Yeah. Okay, cool. 34. And Van Richten. Solid pass from Van Richten as well. So you're all moving along quietly. You make it, like, through the gates to maybe you know, about 10 feet through. Now that we're all here, do we go interrogate the person upstairs, or do we just try to 
continue on and hope that he doesn't notice we were ever here. Personally, I'd be very curious to know who the hell is in my gatehouse. I assume you had employees before. There's no way they would be here for another several decades. Did you get a look at them? I... I mean, I got kind of a look at him, but uh, he was a, a a very big man, just buried underneath like a lot of blankets. Uh, there were two f- portraits uh, in the in the interior. I don't know if one looked like a young version of you, but he was very handsome. He shakes his head. He's like, none of that sounds familiar. Oh, how far is it from here to the actual home? Less than a mile, I'd say. Perhaps half of a mile. And he kind of points off towards the road. If we follow that road, it will fork towards the west. After some time, after passing by the stables and the carriage house, it will eventually lead us to the manor. And he points off to the right, where the road doesn't go. It's towards the east is... The apple orchard, my estate's claimed prize. The crown jewel of the estate, if you will. Ooh, I want to go there. Slash looks to the rest of the group. Do we interrogate or do we continue? I am on team interrogate. Well, I mean, we came here to learn. What better way to learn than to ask someone who lives here? I can't argue with that. Troubadour, take point. <laughs> and our stealth mission. Are we are we ready to go right into that room? I think so. We'll try and be as quiet as we can for as long as we can, but if we break silence, oh well. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go first then. And I will quietly try and take the same path that um Tess had taken on the way out. Basically the reverse of that. Awesome. I assume we're going to be like Scooby-Doo ganging it all the way up to the... Yeah, yeah. Think, we're all traveling together. Tippy-toes. Yeah. Mexicado mm-hmm. or whatever. So you all Scooby-Doo your way back up <laughs> to the bedroom where this dude's snoring. Troubadour on point. Yep. Uh, Troubadour, sure enough, like you get to the door of the bedroom, like, now what? All right, staring at a sleeping man, which means I can see him, which means he's not behind total covers or under total covers. I'm going to use Divine Sense to see if he is a fiend or celestial or undead. Not behind total cover. He's fine, surrounded by 30 ghosts, though. He is undead. God damn it. Goshy golly all damn it all right so do we just pour booze on him just in case he's a cerebral vampire like i'm because he's sleeping needs his eight hours any undead that sleeps apparently is i'm not scared you're scared or do i give vr a bardic inspo and he just goes and drives his sword cane into that thing maybe it's a nice undead are there any good undead the ghost that's following you around you know what fair and there's the half vampire that we just befriended hi um well, i'm Lustra going to... will look out the window and be like well 
if he's gonna wake up and it is a cerebral vampire, I mean, it's about a bit after 6am. Do we wake him up or do we just try to end him? We said interrogate, not murder right away. We can murder later. We certainly outnumber him. Let's close the door and block the window. All right. My blade is at his throat. And then we talk. I stand into the corner of the room, a bit of it as far away as... In the way of the window. Yeah, yeah, that works too. And knock an arrow. I'm sorry, I just, it's, it fills two mm-hmm. things. Uh, Slash will look to, to VR. Do you wish to ask the questions, or shall I? Van Richten seems to have a very confused look on his face. It seems familiar, yet I don't recognize. He looks at Slash, and says, I suppose it depends who's under there. Only one way to find out. You can tag team it. Um, uh, Salash will move next to Tess, who surely has the blade close to the creature's throat, and very carefully and dramatically pull the cover back slowly to reveal... Dun-dun-dun! To reveal a man who wakes up at this point without question, kind of realizes there is, like, a knife at his throat and he's completely surrounded the immediate look on his face is one of shock and surprise, obviously. But then he sees Dr. Van Richten you know, over Tessa's shoulder. And this this guy who, I mean, he's a fairly handsome fella. Looks like maybe late 40s, very, oh, fairly big build. Looks at Van Richten and says, Ugh. <coughs> Mm. Young Master Van Richten, we weren't expecting any of you back for days. That's that's some kind of game. Who are all of you? What is the meaning of this? What? If you don't mind taking that knife from my throat, Young Master Van Richten, perhaps you could ask this person to take the knife away from my throat. Instant insight check. No way. He didn't say please. Can you say please? I, I don't believe that. I, I believe he recognized Van Richten, but I think he's lying. No way he's he's, he's posing as a, as a employee of him. I want to see if he's lying about knowing Van Richten just based yeah, off insight of... insight check. Twelve. Twelve. He seems very convinced. Slash will quizzically look at Van Richten. Well, do you recognize this man? Name yourself. Tess is just staring directly at this guy's face, like, looking at body. If he, like, makes any aggressive moves, she is just pulling the teeth uh, along this guy's jugular. Van Richten kind of waits expectantly, too. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't. And this gentleman looks at Van Richten, he says, it's me, young master Van Richten, it's Casimir. And Van Richten's face, like, goes very, very confused. This Casimir. How could that be? As you mentioned, you were expecting us more than 
myself. And you called me young, Master Van Richten? And the guy looks very confused as well. This 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 Casimir that at least Trubinor knows is an undead of some sort. So, so why would I refer you as anything but young, young master of Van Richten? I'm referring to your parents, of course, your father, your mother, your sister. If you're here already two days early, then I'm sure they're right behind and we haven't made any of the preparations. Joseph will be very, very busy today. Ooh. And with that, we're going to call it a night. Oh, oh it's just on. getting juicy. What the Freaky Friday is oh, happening man. here. We're going to go to a ghost party. Oh, man. Is this going to be like Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy? <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. Oh, man. Oh, man.